Steve Mathis production. Check it out, Pulp MX fans. We're proud to announce iPhone users can now get the official Pulp MX app from the App Store and have archives, show drops and technical info, stories, and even exclusive bonus Pulpcasts not available anywhere else. As always, use the Mathis code at btosports.com, and when buying from Amazon, click the banner on pulpmx.com to show your support. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOsports.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast Show. New Orleans Supercross wrap-up. Thanks, everybody, for listening. A lot to get to. Um, Maybe some of it not relevant to Supercross, but we'll get there anyways. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. With me, as usual, Jason Wygant, my boss. Yeah. 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 And uh, a good job, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, And making his return to a podcast after uh, being sick one time, another time being busy, just getting back from somewhere, and another time, I think, just – not asked to come on uh david pingry ping what's up hi guys thanks hi for, guys thanks Just, for coming uh, back on the show joining my sorrows here well yeah before hey, we feel sick right now yeah you know um before we get nauseous before we get too far into this ping before we get too far let's talk about ben townley and the problems that we've been having there's thought, some breaking news, and I mean breaking. I just thought we played Australia ping. Just thought we play some music for you. What happened, man? I, I, I don't know what happened. I uh, just been trying to make sense of it all, and uh, trying to keep from breaking down. You th- Here's the thing. Does anyone have any, like, take on why Townley gets hurt? I mean, he's not – everyone says he's not reckless. He's not wild. He doesn't take chances. It's not like he's Travis Pastrana out there, like, trying to learn to do backflips. Have you ever stumbled upon any theories as to why this happened? No. Uh, you know, we did a feature story, not, I don't know, maybe six months ago. It's called Career Interrupted. And – you remember we had like Woody. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold on. Are you just gonna let the song play? Hold on. Nothing compares to you. That's you, Ping. Singing. Okay. Sorry, Sing- Ping, man. Sorry, Sorry. we got right. through this, man. Singing to Ben. That's you to singing to Ben. <laughs> Nothing compares to you, Ben. I think we've all put the thoughts together, actually. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's nobody who was... I'm sad. I like Ben Townley. I'm really sad he got hurt. I know. We Everybody knows how. There was nobody who was happier that Ben <laughs> Townley was coming back to Dave. I don't think Chad Reed was happy. I don't think Ben Townley was happier. <laughs> like, I don't even think... I don't even think Townley was happier than David Pingree. There's no way. So, it's a real shame. But anyways, you guys were on to something there. So, let's continue that. Why does Ben Townley get hurt, Ping? Okay. Uh, there's, I, I mean, I don't think there's a good answer. Like, like I said, in that in, in that feature we did, we had Jeremy and Wardy and David Bailey. I mean, some really guys who you'd really respect their opinion and kind of asking, hey, what you know, what would you tell these guys if they came to you looking for advice? And all of them kind of said the same thing about Ben. You know, he's, he's got so much talent, um, just seems to be fragile, don't really know why. You know, Bailey's opinion was that maybe he's got – kind of too much going on in his head it's too noisy in his helmet he needs to just like stop thinking so much and just ride his motorcycle you know he he has the talent and the speed you know like maybe he had he was questioning himself or he had confidence issues going on inside but i mean you're down in australia in your you know his part of the world down there i don't think confidence is an issue you know like well, and he, he won the first round by 20 seconds. So Yeah, I mean, I mean, confidence was not an issue down there. So it wasn't, you know, to me, it's, I don't think that's it. I don't know what it is. You know what the guys uh, from the team, you know what the guys from the team say that 
there was two sections of the track that were very similar. And one section was flat ground after, and one section had rollers. And they think that maybe Ben went too far and into these rollers, forgot what section, uh, which forgot which jump was on which section, and went too far and, and landed in these rollers and, and cartwheel. You know, was it early in the practice? Does anybody yeah, know what, yeah, dude, what it, happened? It was the second lap. It was the first hot okay, lap. Okay, yeah. so here's a theory I have. It could be total BS, but I remember there was a picture of him from the first round, and he was, like, airing out this enormous tabletop that was, like, fourth gear wide open or something. It was mm -hmm. ridiculous. Did you see that photo of him? I didn't know. I'm sure you did, Well, though. anyway, it's just, <laughs> and, and someone posted a photo and said, this is the second lap of practice. Townley goes for this enormous jump. And I'm like, who does that on the second lap? Like, right. and he, he's always done it. Even when he came over here and he wrote for us, he doesn't take a few laps to sort of feel things out, warm up, you know, let the bike get warmed up. He just pins it. And I could be, this is totally, I'm guessing, but it's like maybe if he had taken a couple laps and warmed her up and then yeah. kind of worked into his speed instead of just like throttle to the stops, first lap of practice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, have you guys ever, has there ever been another rider hurt that much? And, that, and, that, and not just like, you know, if he'd fallen over and broken his wrist, I'd have been like, gosh, dang it. You know, well, it's motocross. That happens. Who grenades so bad that they dislocate their hip and need surgery on it? I don't know. It's really, <laughs> really sad. All right. Enough, the only other guy I can think of is, uh, like, Shea Bentley might have had the longest list ever of broken bones and illnesses. That's the only other guy I can even think of. Besides Travis, who's obviously a totally different deal. Like that, he's he's not in any of these categories because he yeah. he actually almost tries to bring it on himself. I don't think Ben or Shea Bentley ever tried to do things that might hurt themselves. Yeah, yeah, real bummer. Poor Ben Townley. Yeah, man. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And yet, one magnificent season, Shea Bentley managed to put it all together and <laughs> just, not get hurt. Oh, just, just one. You want to crank up the music again? You want to crank up the music again? <laughs> Just once, just one year, he put it all together. God bless him. That's right. Uh, and it was, I mean. Couldn't have got a dislocated hip that year, right? You know? Yeah. He had every injury the human body can have, but not for a five-month span. Uh, that was a magical year, that 2000 season, for, for Shea. It was magical. Yeah, you know, uh, frankly, yeah. I think I'd rather be uh, Ben Townley right now than Shea Bentley. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the best no, revenge is living well, Ping. That's the best revenge you can have. Yeah. Living well. Yeah. And right now, Ping, with you, you know, trying to be a fireman and with two kids and a mortgage, and you drive a uh, a Corolla. I mean, you've got it. You know, I mean, you've won. Sure, Ben. Yeah. Ben travels all over the world and is highly paid and still racing. But I mean, you've got him. You know. Anyway, I feel really bad for Ben. I I believe he would have been. Oh, we know you believe. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's let's move on to New Orleans. Or is there anything else? Can we? Want to hit the song one more time? Or are we okay? I, I'd love. To, <laughs> I would love to hit the song one more time. But uh, uh, let's move on. New Orleans Supercross. Um, and I I don't want to. I don't want to come across as being uh, harsh or mean or anything like that, but it's quite possible that 2012 New Orleans Supercross was the worst race in the history of the sport. <laughs> uh, I just, I'm, uh, Not to come across as harsh. Yeah, I don't want to be harsh here. Uh, no, listen, I, I mean, uh, it was the worst race of the year, I think. Uh, not a good crowd. The crowd that was there was not into it at all. There was no Kevin Windham. Uh, the racing in the lights class was all right. The racing in the 450 class was snooze fest. The heat races were snooze fests. Um, track was okay. Um, you know, you can't hit a home run every time out. And the 
certainly the the guys at Supercross right now are, are enjoying record crowds and the you know everything's kind of working for them. It's not going to work every week. This week, I don't think it worked at all. Why can't am I being too harsh or what do you think? Yeah, it was just uh, it wasn't good. Not not for any other reason except that the the crowd wasn't that big and there the yeah again the people that were there weren't enthusiastic. Et cetera, et cetera. It's not like they didn't do a good job putting the event on. Yeah, they did. You know their I mean? usual. It wasn't like yeah. the track was a joke, or they should have never held an event at this venue. Um, I mean, there's been worse Supercross races as far as. <clears throat> were you there that one year? What was that like in Cleveland, where they they had like the infield open for the fans, and about 500 people showed up and went on the inside. Uh, the remember that one? No, I wasn't at Cleveland. No, Ping might have been, but uh, I didn't have had a Supercross in Cleveland. <laughs> yeah, I think think that's what it was. They tried it. It was like once in the mid '90s, I think, and they had like yeah. the infield open. I think they tried that in Denver. They had one in Denver, I think. Once. They had one in Denver. Like I was there, but the infield wasn't open. But uh, yeah, yeah. They, anyway, they've had some swings and misses in like weird markets or tried weird track designs. Or Oklahoma City once. Remember, they raced in the fairgrounds. It wasn't anything like that. Like they did the normal stuff. It was the same people doing the same good job they normally do. But the the fans did just didn't make it happen. And the other stuff, I mean. New Orleans, Bourbon Street, that was about as fun as it gets. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. Don't no, tell yeah. that short. That no, was a good time. no, no, that was a good time. Good time. In, in, is uh, there any way it just came across boring since this is like the 14th time you guys have done it in a row this year? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, the, ra- the racing kind of speaks for itself. <clears throat> you know? Or was it the fact that the main event lineup for the 450 class looked like a Loretta Lynn's qualifier or something? You just can't avoid it. Like, there's, there isn't any... There is no drama left. The championship is wrapped up. Filippoto is clearly probably going to win the races. <clears throat> you know, even the Wyndham was maybe a hope to knock him off, and he's out. You know, I think it just is what it is. Yeah, nothing to do with the, um, nothing to do with Kenny, the people putting the races on. My uh, my co-host Kenny Watson, man of you know impeccable wisdom, said last night that uh, him, Chad Reed, Kerry Hart, and Pink were in um, Hart's wife, Pink, Alicia. We're in the uh, the rock star or, or pop star or whatever. Uh, they were in a suite all night. After the race ended, pretty much right after the race ended, they left their suite. They had to walk down the concourse, go to an elevator, and go down to the main floor, and not one person stopped them because there was nobody there. Like, this was while the interviews were going on. Pink, Hart, Chad Reed. <laughs> they just walked freely. <laughs> on the in the concourse, uh, Watson was like, "When does that ever happen? Ever?" He's like, "There's just was nobody there, and nobody cared." <laughs> like this was, you know, while Josh Grant was getting interviewed or whatever, you know, like one of the podium guys. So um, that's I t- saw um, Hart and Pink uh, carrying their child from the the way the pits are laid out. Like a couple of the teams are in prime parking, and then everybody else was like in an auxiliary parking lot. So it was a long walk to the stadium. And about 6.45, like about showtime, mm-hmm. I see Pink, Carrie, and holding a baby by themselves, walking from the auxiliary pits all the way into the regular pits and all the way into the building. No one – they stopped no one. Like, yeah. they didn't have security with them, right. and I guess they knew they didn't need it. Yeah, yeah. They just cruised through like anybody else. I'm like, oh, it's just Pink, Carrie, Hart, and their kid, no problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. All right, well, hey, um, anyway, so it wasn't, wasn't good, but like I said, uh, nothing, nothing to do with the Supercross guys. They did their usual great job, like Wygant said, and it just didn't. It just didn't. And it was freezing cold in the press box. Oh, my God. I mean, oh, terrible. That was, that was not good either, but I'm not going to put the burdens of the media onto the fans. So um, uh, let's get going. Does, does, okay, we got Seattle coming up. It's muddy. It's crappy. Salt Lake, who knows, could be. Seattle weather doesn't look good, and then there's Vegas. Uh, but Ping, does does RV win them win them out? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, yeah. I mean, you're just that confident. Yeah, there's no way anybody beats him it, the next three rounds. Hey, why again? If he wins out, there's three more left. How many does that give him on the season? Oh man, I think he's at eight or nine at this point. I don't know. I was just thinking about that, and I I think I can't remember if he had eight coming in or eight after it was over. I think he had eight coming in. I think he's at nine now. So that'll give him twi- That'd be 10, 11, 12. So 12 and 17. What do, you, what do you think he makes a race win? Ooh. 50 Gs? 100 oh, Gs? No, 100. When I was at Yamaha, Reed's bonus was 100 from Yamaha. Anybody's was. Timmy's, Villaman, unfortunately, they, they didn't really collect. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
it was a hundred grand to win a race. Seventy for second, and I want to say twenty five for third. So it's got to be at least a hundred. I mean, I know times aren't t times aren't as good as back then, but even that was a long time ago. So it's got to be at least a hundred from Cowie. Then he probably has a monster bonus, maybe not, but he has a star, Thor. So million for the championship. I don't even know what to say to him after the races. Like I interviewed him, and I'm just like, "How was it? That was good, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, put my head down and tried to race the track and not make any mistakes, and you know. And I'm just like, yeah. Um, did any lappers give you trouble? Uh, no, I had enough of a lead where I could like wait for them and then pick pick and choose where I wanted to go. Okay. Uh, you know, it's tough. But let's. So you're thinking he's gonna sweep them all? Ping, without a doubt. Well, I mean, look through this. Unless Seattle's a complete mud bog, and he doesn't—he's good in the mud. It's not like he stinks in the mud. Yep. And it's his home track. Mm -hmm. It'll take a, a first-turn crash, or you know, yep. something stupid for him not to win every single race. The rest of those three. Uh, let's talk about the second-place guy, Josh Grant, and that came out of nowhere. Uh, why again? What? Can you believe it? I mean, he rode great. Yeah, even when he got the good start. Uh, there was nothing that would indicate that he was going to stay up there. He hasn't had good starts at any point this year, but it wasn't like at any point we were saying, he just doesn't get a start, but otherwise he rides well. You know, he was starting 12th and just pretty much cruising around in about 12th. So I thought he was going to get eaten alive. And um, at any point, you were waiting for the bottom to drop out. Yeah, when, but, he, when he was in second, I, I, I was like, he's not going to stay there. Like, I never thought he was yeah, going to exactly. stay there. No. Exactly. And I, no offense to Josh I mean, Grant, but just the way he's been riding. Yeah, he was struggling to qualify for main events early in the year, like legitimately right. just not making them. Right. So, uh, and yeah, been a second shell would be himself. a little bit of a surprise. Uh, shell himself since he's come back from injury. So, yeah, that. I mean, I know that a good start helps and can turn things around, but to me, it's like, hey, you got 20 laps in here, or you don't. So I don't. That's what I'm saying. This came out of nowhere. <laughs> like I couldn't yeah. believe it. His, uh... It was solid. It wasn't like everybody just crashed behind him. Like I know the field is depleted, but. No one was really pressured him the whole time. No. And, and you know, his uh, his wife was a little mad at me on Twitter because in Toronto I was like, hey, Josh Grant didn't make it through customs. Apparently his mechanic is riding for him. Because um, I think – I mean, Pingree, you're, you're a racer. Josh Grant has elite talent, does he not? Talent. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. In the upper echelon of everybody on the track every weekend. Do you agree? Well, we, that would have been not even questionable three years ago, but he's had a run of just injury after injury for the last few years. So but you don't lose the talent. Been, you lose confidence or whatever, but you're not losing the talent. He can ride a bike. Right, right. As far as talent goes, yeah, he would be. So if you compared him to Brayton, Metcalf, Short, he's got more talent than those guys for sure. Right, I agree. And, uh, you know, so I guess – Great job for him. Good job for Jeff Ward's team, their first podium. And uh, he rode strong, man. For a long time, Michael Lessie, Michael Lessie was five laps away from getting third. And I think he would have – I don't know. Brayton was on him. It, it would have been a good race. Who knows? But, uh, man, with Villapoto, Grant, and Alessi top three, I, I had flashbacks to, like, many O's. 2002, which I mentioned to Tony Alessi, and he told me, except we would have been in the front. So, he just wanted to make that clear. <laughs> Good old Tony. Um, he said as he slanked away into the pits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. More like another universe victory, but that's you know, but not like a real victory, but a victory in the universe. But um, yeah. So good job for Grant. Does this help him, Ping? Does this? I mean, does he go? Is he? Does he? Can he make make the box or come close? From now on, is this what he needed, or was it sort of just? You think so? This would definitely help. You yeah. know, um, I don't know what his, what has been the issue. Has he, has he had physical issues all year? Has it just been getting his confidence back? I don't really know what's been going on in his head, but um, yeah, he's had some personal issues going on too. That has been rough. So hopefully, he can just pull a tear off, and this is like a fresh start for him. You know, mm -hmm. and he can. Uh, Pick up where he left off back in 2009. Well, again, I was talking to a couple of people after the race who were wondering what was going on with Brayton. 
And I, I'm like, I don't know. What do you mean? And they're just like, he should be second or first every week with this field. What do you think about that? Shows how, how, how far things come so quickly. Like, to think that Justin Brayton would ever be on the list of, he's got so much skill and talent and speed and ability, he's just not living up to it. Like, wow, really? You know what I mean? Like, I know that he had a couple of good races, but still it's Justin Brayton. You know, this was a guy that was racing arena cross a few years ago. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, to say that, like, oh, for example, uh, Brett Metcalf <clears throat> finished um, fourth, right? Yep. Like, I mean, I don't think that's a ridiculous comparison to say, oh, Metcalf and Brayton should be somewhere near the same level. Um, so, I don't know about that. Um, yeah, it's true. He hasn't done quite as well as he has the other two races where he's kind of challenging Villapoto, but I think you're putting a lot on the guy to say. I feel like the Andrew Short gets the same treatment a lot. Like, there's been a lot of years where a lot of guys get hurt and he's still there, and then people are like, why can't guys like Shorty go after Dungey or go after Stewart or go after Reed and beat them? What is wrong with these guys? And I'm like, well, the only reason you're putting it on Shorty is because everybody else is hurt. And then suddenly there's, like, unrealistic expectations because you're just expecting someone to win a race. Yeah. Let's just pick from who's left. So I don't think that's really fair to say that. He hasn't ridden as well the last, I guess, two as he had the previous two. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but I agree. Um, if you ask Weimer or Metcalf, like, don't you think they go to the line thinking they can beat Brayton? They do. For example? Yep. They right. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Andrew Short came back, and I talked to him after the race. He got fifth. And he came back, and he was not that happy. Brooks, his team manager, Larry Brooks, was uh, all right with the ride. And I'm like, hey, jerkies, uh, you were almost off as long as Ivan Tedesco, and you're in the same class of rider as Ivan Tedesco, in my mind. Maybe Shorty's a little better, which angered Kenny Watson last night. But um, but Ivan Tedesco didn't make the main. Now, you can – I mean, it wasn't – Ivan stalled it while he was in qualifying position, and then he kind of made a bad move in the second-last turn of the LCQ. But regardless – Shorty and Ivan were in, are in the same boat. Ivan doesn't make the main. Shorty comes back and gets fifth, and those jerkies are bummed. I, I don't get it. I think that I think Andrew Short rode great. Fifth place is awesome. Okay. All right. Glad you guys both agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that's you know like I don't know why Andrew would have expected more than that. Um. You know, even with the guys who were left in the field is thinned as it is mm-hmm. um and it is thinned like you know william shatner's hairline i mean thinned yeah, yeah. but uh still i think fifth is like a good you know come back after that injury that he had mm-hmm. i don't yeah, know why he'd right. be angry with that i don't but. know if he's angry he just wasn't that happy you know um and and same with brooks but uh yeah i don't know so i thought it was good Tedesco. Yeah, I agree. I thought he rode, and I thought he rode well uh, throughout the day. Not just a result, but in practice, he was kind of, mm-hmm. you know, decent up there in times and rode all right in his heat race. Yeah, I thought it was great for him. Um, Davy Millsap's uh, first turn crash to sixth, and Kyle Chisholm first turn crash to eighth. Both put good rides in. Um, Weston Pike seventh place. When's when's Weston Pike gonna be talked about more, or is he? He doesn't get talked about. He's had a couple of top tens this year. I was like, yeah. Huh. Yeah, good for him. Yeah. And just no one, you know, he was kind of off the radar. Yeah. Uh, this is yeah, a guy who, who also, uh, was it, when it was his very first pro race with Glenn Helen in like, was like 09 or 10, oh, and he, oh. he ran like top five. I think he finished top five. He did really well. You guys remember what I'm talking about or no? Uh, I don't think it was yeah, top, I, do. I don't think it was top five. I, I think it was top ten. Or well, whatever, it was yeah, good. I right. was like, who is this big, lurpy dude? Like, yeah, he's fast. I do remember and, that. Uh, I think people chalked it up to a, uh, oh, he's in California, he rides here all the time. I don't even know if that's, I don't know if that's actually true. Right. It might be. Right. Um, mm. but people wrote it off as that. He's pretty solid, though. Not he's he's solid. never, I don't feel like he's ever had a good equipment, like had a good shot, you know, someone really supporting him that well. Right. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting yeah. to see what he could do with good equipment and a good team behind him. Because, like I said, he shows flashes of speed in Supercross and outdoors, which is somewhat rare. You know what I mean? Most guys shine in one or the other. But, uh, yeah, good ride for Weston. Definitely a good ride for him. I, 
I've, you, I, I've never felt more sorry for a motorcycle when I watch him ride. It's just, I want to go you know, just you put know. armor all on it and rub it. I don't know. I feel so sad for it. It's just, he just is so big and gnarly. You know what he reminds me of a little bit is, uh, um, he's bigger than him, but Heath Boss. Boss was a big guy too, though. And a lot of casing, a lot of anger, a lot of elbows Supercross up. world champion. Yes, yes. Like a boss. Yep. <laughs> Boss is your boss. Um, hey, uh, when we talk about JGR Yamaha, we talk to Jason Wygant because he's the guy. Uh, Gavin Faith going to test ride their bike this week for possible inclusion uh, for the rest of the series. Uh, thoughts on that, Wygant? Where was um, Gavin Faith to replace James Stewart on the list of expected <laughs> headlines? Uh, <laughs> Pink, I, think, I think Ping called it before A1. If I remember Did you call that thing? Um, sure. <laughs> yeah. Why? 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 I mean, why wouldn't they give Weston Pike a try? Here, well, first of all, Pike actually, uh, Pike's on a team now. He's on Star Valley, Rock River, or what? Uh, huh? No, he's on Star Valley now. He was on, then he was off, then he was on, then he's off. Now he's on. Um, oh. it's, I know it's hard to keep up with the seventeen riders that have ridden for uh, Star Valley. Um, but, but he's he set with those guys. Just for Supercross, though, Weston doesn't have an outdoor ride, which ah. means, yeah, maybe a team should give him a look. But anyway, um, Faith, I talked to J-Bone this morning, and the reason they're looking at Faith is they don't have to have a, they don't have a title sponsor issue. Like, they could just have Millsaps the last couple of races, and they'd be okay. But um, I guess Millsaps is Faith's buddy, and he said to the JGR guys, he's like, hey, since we got room in the truck, do you think maybe you could help my guy out and maybe, like, bring his bike to the race? And they're like, a Honda? Like we're gonna just put a Honda yeah. in the rig. They're like, we can give him a bike. We can give his bike a ride to the race, but we would do it on the bike we have sitting there. So tell him if he wants to try it, we'll give him a shot. So he's gonna ride, I guess, two or three days this week, whatever's left before they got to go to Seattle. And if he likes the bike, he can ride it. But they're not. And they said, don't feel like you have to do this for us. Like if you just want to stick with what you have, go ahead. We don't have to have a replacement rider, but we're just trying to be cool here. So we'll see how it goes. He's been pretty good though. Yeah, I think, uh, and I can't imagine a rider in that situation is going to not choose to take the opportunity, right? I don't know. Like they're yeah. telling him, they're telling him be honest, but I don't know if you get someone to be honest in that situation. Yeah, Ping, Ping. Let's say you're uh, you're a privateer guy from Iowa. Uh, nobody really knows who you are. You're riding all right. You, you're you're riding out of a van with an easy up, and you go to ride the JGR Yamaha. What are you doing? Are you picking that? I don't know. I if you jumped right on it and felt comfortable. Uh, you know, it depends on what your situation like. Like, was he already planning and going to Seattle, or was he like, eh? No, yeah, he's too gone. far. No, he was gone. He was on his own dime completely. I think so, unless he puts his yeah, bike probably. in the truck or something or whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. You got to make you know that you, you try to look long term. Go, okay, if I go on this team and I suck, does that hurt me more than right? You know, if I. I don't know if I can finish a couple places better on my own bike, but spend two thousand bucks. I don't know. Ooh, it's yeah. tough. I, depending on where he's at financially, I think that's going to be the biggest deal. Yeah, we had him on the uh, Paul Mech show last night, so um, kind of coincidence that we had Millsaps on, and then also him didn't didn't realize what was going on, but mm. possible JGR guys teammates. Um, what do you think? By the way, uh, Millsaps. I just I just want to touch on Millsaps in this race. I think Millsaps is coming into these races. Uh, there's another perfect example. If you're going to say Brayton should either be getting first or second, you have to at least have put Millsaps coming into this one. Also in the group of, really, it, you should just expect Brayton to beat him. Like, Millsaps has been riding well also. Yeah. Um, and in the heat, you can kind of tell in Millsaps when he starts thinking he's got a chance to win, you know, you really start seeing it. Like, I felt like at High Point last year, he had a couple of good rounds to start the outdoors, and then High Point was kind of muddy last year, and a couple of riders had problems. And I think you could see Millsaps like, this is my chance to win. So in the heat race, I think he started right behind Villapoto. Um, and I think you saw for a lap or two him saying, all right, I'm going to see what I've got here. I want to see how close I can stay to this guy. And then he wadded it up. And he was hurting, and then he crashed in the first turn. He still got six. It was a pretty good ride for him. But I think you're definitely seeing with Millsaps right now, like, you know, visions of I can, I can go big right now. You're seeing that. Why did, he tell me, why did he tell me last night that he's never ridden with the James Stewart tank and shrouds? Well, am I on glue? Did he not ride with him when James was out? 
The only, actually, the only person I ever saw report that was you. I was standing in the truck and I saw, I, in Toronto, I was looking at them and I'm like, oh, he gets the tank and shrouds. Like you saw it on his bike. I, I, unless I'm crazy. I mean, I don't know. When he was telling me last night, I was like, am I crazy? Am I in bizarro world right now? Because I saw them and I made a comment to the JGR guys, a smart ass comment about, oh yeah, you give him his old parts or something. And I don't know, man. I thought I was, yeah, I don't know. He says no, so I guess he would know. Um, yeah. it's, it's very bizarre. I'm really questioning my sanity when he, when he, right about now. Uh, too many Supercross races in a row or something. But anyways, uh, unless he did ride a good race, um, and it's too sh- he, had, he had a fourth in the bag for sure, if not a third. So bummer for him. But you know what? Quietly, he's been good. He, yes, he's had two bike problems that have hurt him while he's been in the top five. And then this weekend, another top five finish taken away by a, a crash. Um, it's been all right. He's been... He's been, you, could, you could argue that this has been his best Supercross season ever. I think you could. <clears throat> he's made it through all the rounds, which I don't believe he's ever done before on a 450. Oh, why again? Um, I don't think he's ever made it. Well, you know about the year he rode for Suzuki? Last year. Factory Suzuki. Didn't he, didn't he do it last year? It wasn't on a 450, though. He did it on a 350. Did he make it all I the way? I think he made it. Did he make it all the way? Yeah, yeah I mean, that I was the thing did. they were complaining about. They're like, we just spent the entire Supercross season with one goal in mind, don't get hurt, and then we crash out at Hangtown in practice. Yeah, yeah, so that's right. Yeah, That's why they decided this year, screw it, we're just going to ride, and whatever happens, happens. We're not going to ride to not get hurt, right? because that doesn't seem to pan out anyway in motocross. Um. I mean, he's been good. He's been, he's been, like you yeah. said, I think you can make a case this is his best year ever. So, um, yeah, I think so. Cody Gilmore. Good job, Cody. 16th place. What about, uh, what about Will Hahn? Anybody think he'd do better on that bike? Um, Besides Will Hahn? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I didn't think, I didn't have high expectations because, you know, he'd been hurt and he hadn't been a 450 guy before, you know? Um, so he kind of has that going against him. Two two strikes, I think, right away. Uh, to but then again, he was on a factory Honda, so that was um, you know that was a one strike taken away. Yeah, one strike taken away. But he's been all right. Two LCQs, I think, in three races. Yeah, I just uh, you just wonder if that did him any good, or if he should have just set his sights on outdoors and tried to get ready. You know, following trying to follow Colt Seeley after Cole was. So good on that bike. So bad for Wilbert, doesn't you know what I mean? I don't know if it does his confidence any good or him. Yeah. Well, he had a like we talked about. He's ha- he had a he had a legacy to live up to with Canard, with Barsha, with Seely, like everybody who got on that bike. You know, I was waiting for them yeah. to offer it to David Pingree. Yeah, he could have done. <laughs> well, you'd, you'd see uh, you'd see a guy say no really fast. <laughs> Come on, Ping. <laughs> A factory Honda, uh, maybe maybe a couple of weeks of riding, on, and then a factory Honda, and this and this depleted field. I've never been so happy that I don't race anymore. So many, so many crashes. I got a I got a David Pingree. I got a a 2012 David Pingree off the couch with two weeks of riding on a factory Honda, battling the Justin Sipes and Gavin Fates of the world. That's what I got. Uh, <laughs> you sound so so enthused. <laughs> confidence, confidence is not real high on that one. Okay, all right. I'll let I, you believe what you want, but I mean that's what I got. What do you think, Wygant? Supercross is a young man's um, game. You're, you're. I think by doing that, you're actually putting him ahead of the uh, the ping replacement co-host on occasion. So be careful, JT. Do that. Oh, yeah. You're actually putting him ahead of JT by like instantly, aren't you? By doing that, so you might want to. Kind of am. And that's a good point. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, I just saw in a video that JT's working pretty damn hard, not just coming off the couch. Yeah, he went back to his roots. That's still tough. Yeah, he went back. Well, to yeah, his... but the point is, like JT is no one's saying that JT isn't doing everything he possibly can to go as you know fast as he can. Yeah, you He's know, still not making it. You know, you're right. So that shows how tough it is. You're right. Even even yeah. with the depleted, these guys haul ass and they're all great riders, and that is really the truth. Like, I mean, that's not a sarcastic comment. Yeah, yeah, the guys not making the mains are still giving it everything they have. You know, no one's just cruising on up saying, hey, a bunch of guys are hurt. I'm going to just show up this weekend and make some money. Yeah, we, we, we balked that there's a lot of the field is crap, but 
You're right. Yeah. You know, I have a unique Ivan Tedesco's no good. Dude didn't make him a. Right. He's gnarly. So. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to these podcasts. They wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for BTOsports.com as well as the other advertisers. So I appreciate if you just listen to this, deal with it, order some stuff from BTO, and then we'll get right back to the show. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bicar body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped in anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex field gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. Let's talk about Nico Izzy. Whoa. What about Nico Izzy? Fastest guy in the second practice. And then for yeah, what was up with that? Third practice, he was up there. He was up there again. A lot of the third practice thought he yeah. might pull the upset. Yeah, yeah. Um, he told me nothing has changed except he just really liked the track. He said the track wasn't. He said the whoops are always tough for him, and the whoops aren't really a separator. And everybody was doing the same jump, so it just came down to corner speed. And he feels like the corner speed is where he's good. The other stuff is difficult, but it just seems crazy to me to think that. I mean, it wasn't. A, it didn't have a loop-de-loop in it. It didn't have. It wasn't a completely different track than we've seen before. How could it make that much of a difference? Where all of yeah. a sudden it was like, hmm, Izzy or Villapoto, who will be the fastest? Right, 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 right. Because <laughs> that really was the I case. I mean, he, it's too bad. Like, he's kind of sketchy. You can see he has some moments, and he crashed out. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Cra- and he kind of crashed in practice, I think, or in the heat or something. But um, um, hey, good for him. A lap time's a lap time. You can do it once. You can do it over and over. That's what they say. Yeah, and it was a long, a long way into the main event. I think it was, what, 14th or 15th lap, and he was running sixth. So, you know, it was shaping up to be a good night. It wasn't, you know, one fast lap in practice, and then you never heard from him again. Like, things were going pretty well in the main. And then in classic Valley Star, Rockstar, Yamaha fashion, I say to him, so what's this? You go back to Lights West next weekend, right? He's like, well, I thought so, but they just told me that I'm going to be riding a 450 for the rest of the year and also outdoors, which I didn't know. So, hey, I just graduated. Hmm. Like that's how things work over there sometimes. <laughs> it's not a militia team. Just uh, recruited the lieutenant. <laughs> that's right. Peck's getting a dishonorable discharge. Right? Yeah. I, uh, I did a uh I did a uh, interview with Brian Deegan coming up. Um and I said, what about Supercross? How's that going? And he talked for probably 10 minutes about Supercross. And then said, oh, and, and, and we're helping out the Valley team, the Valley Star Racing team. And that's awesome. That's going great. I'm like, all right. Okay. Oh, you mean he talked about everything else yeah. for nine and a half yeah, minutes? Yeah, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Um, hey, let's go to uh, the, the 250 class, unless you guys have anything else about the 450s. Anybody else? Uh, Jake Weimer, by the way, just keeping the – when he has a bad race, yeah, he has a really bad race. It implodes. That's yeah. where you're going. Yeah. Yep. Again, could have easily gotten on the podium, you know, second, third, maybe win if Philip has a problem, but instead then crashed on the first lap, then crashed again. Mm-hmm. And then what did he tell us on Saturday night? He almost had a third really bad crash, and he was really far back, so he just said, you know what, that's a sign, I'm done. Which yeah. some people might listen to that and be like, these guys are pussies. But I thought it was pretty funny, and yeah, he's, that's all right. Yeah, he said he had a, a almost third crash, and he was like, you know what? That's enough. That's it. That's <laughs> that's enough. Yeah. I almost died a bunch of times. Let's just call this one yeah. a day. So I'd say in a season like this, you you uh, 
you let the riders take that option every once in a while, the not get hurt option. You ever done that, Ping? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there, I've had races where I just I feel like that bike is out to kill me. <laughs> and if I continue to push, it will. Yeah. So. So let's just let's just regroup. <laughs> <laughs> let's just call it a weekend. Sorry, guys. Sorry about all those thousands of dollars you spent to get me here. But uh, go ahead and pull her in. Um, I, I think uh, it, for the 250 class, um, you know, Baggett, Baggett hasn't had a win yet this year. And he's been struggling a bit. And it was nice to see him up there challenging Darren Durham, his teammate, for the win. But I don't think there was too many people pulling for Baggett, unfortunately. It was nice to see Darren Durham get his first win. Um, good guy. Not that Blake isn't a good guy. Blake's a good guy, too. But it's just nice to see Durham get a win. First year on the Pro Circuit team, uh, you know, coming from the privateer ranks. Good to see, huh, Wygant? Yeah, I think a lot of the riders like him, too. He seems like a real – I know one rider in particular has always sung his praises. And you know who that would be, Steve? Wow. Who's that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Big fan. Timmy Ferry. Timmy Ferry's always been a big fan. Josh Hill, I remember always saying how much they – he's a cool guy. I think all the riders like hanging out with him, and I think they all have respect for his, his riding style and uh, his talent and things like that. So, yeah, I think a lot of people are were pumped. I can tell you the guy that was not pumped, though, was Baggett himself, who after the race, I'm like, all right, things still turning around here. You know, he had a bunch of bad rounds, and then now you got a uh, two podiums in a row, and you were close. Better than getting, I don't remember what race it was. It was St. Louis where you just got like straight up, like just got ninth or tenth or something. Yeah. Um, so I rolled out as many positives as I could, and he was like, nope, I should be winning races. I won races last year. I won races the year before. This is terrible. It's pathetic. I'm just looking forward to outdoors. Second place sucks. It just wasn't, wasn't happening. Wasn't happening. Yeah, get, no. getting beat by your teammate is pretty rough, though. If, if Barsha would have beat him, he would have probably been okay with a second. Yeah. Or, or or better with it, but to have Darren beat him is like probably unacceptable to him, you know. Right, right. But uh, good ride for both of those guys. Good ride for Bogle too. Bogle came from the yeah, back. Is that his first podium ever? Or no, no, he no. I think he's made, he made one before. He might have made two. He for sure made another one. Um, he had one, and then he had that other one uh, oh, where yeah. he crashed with like three lap. turns to go. Yeah, that. Yeah. So yeah, I think so the only second had one. one. Yeah, second. Career. Yeah. Um. That group is a good – that's a good group. Like, those guys are pretty close. Like, that was – here, this gives you an idea of how the atmosphere of that race was kind of dead. The race was actually pretty darn exciting. Like, Dorham had a decent lead, but not a huge one, and it's his first win, so you're wondering if he's going to get nervous and make mistakes. And then he did. And he did, yeah. And then they caught him. And then you had, you know, Baggett had his moments, Roxon had his moments, Barsha was in there, Vogel um, was in there. Those guys went back and forth. I mean, it was a good race, but it just didn't seem like it. That makes sense. Might yeah. have the whiskey talking. I think Bourbon Street got to you guys. Yeah, well, Bourbon Street got to us. There's no doubt about <laughs> that. Um, you should have – they should have had – this – I don't – unfortunately, I don't know if we're going to go back there again, but someone, if they're smart, GoPro or somebody, would set up cameras at that airport at 6 a.m. Because why did everyone have 6 a.m. flights this weekend? I don't know. Like the earliest flights that, I mean, the industry was at that airport at 6 a.m., and it was hilarious because everyone – you had just seen everyone two hours ago. Just going gnarly at the I saw, bar, and there's everybody with their baggage. And I saw Johnny O, that. the suspension guy for JGR. I saw him doing shots, and half an hour later, it seemed like I saw him at the airport just sitting there. I don't understand. Yeah, that's how, what I mean, yeah, everyone made this dramatic, dramatic transformation, including ourselves. Yeah, yeah. It's no. hilarious to me how everybody, and everyone, everyone does this. You, you're making your flight, and you go, oh. I want to get an early flight out so I can just get home. It'll be so nice to be home. And then as soon as you're to wherever you're going, you're going, why did I get such an early flight? What the hell was I thinking? Like, I got to get up at 3.30 in the morning now to get to the airport. Never, it, never, it never is a good idea once you're no, there. No, no. I, I Execution, know, yeah. I know from yeah. talking to a lot of people, this, this flight was very expensive for a lot of people. And the early morning flights, I don't know if that matters, but the early morning flights are cheaper. Um, because they're so hellishly early. And uh, that's probably why I picked my flight. I don't remember, but the flights were expensive for everybody because there was a French Quarter Festival going on, and I guess there was a big deal in New Orleans. So um, flights were expensive, so that's why I did it. But, um, yeah. Have I you have, ever done that, like though? Look at the flight. I just want to get home. Oh, dude, I do all the time. Get an early flight. Oh, God, yeah. every. Or sometimes I'll do like, hey, I'm going to go early. I'm going to go in early. And, I, and I'm just like, what am I doing? You know? <laughs> 
So it happens all the time. If we had my wife up here right now, she'd just be laughing because every weekend I'm like, what was I doing? But, you know, I book my own flights and I try to save money and sometimes I just go with the cheapest option and I don't even look at times. So, um, Barsha. New Orleans. Yeah, it was, uh, it was New Orleans Fest is what they called it, right? French Quarter or, Festival. Or French Quarter Fest. I like how New Orleans, <clears throat> they're just looking for a party. They'll just invent them. Yeah. Uh, this weekend is New Orleans Fest. French yeah. Quarter Fest. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, next weekend, I think, this is the Jazz is Drinking Fest. fest. <laughs> It'll be Saturday Fest on Saturday. <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, it was a little weird. Uh, at one point, Wygant was riding a bull. He was riding a bull. Yeah, I did get cha- yeah, I did get challenged, um, and what a challenge it was! How'd I did ride the mechanical bull for a brief time. How'd that go? Brief, briefly. Went down. You, I mean, you might have saw. I had to have a talk with it. I was very upset. No, I didn't see that. I missed. I missed yeah, the whole I had thing. A talk with I, the just, bull. I just. Someone said, Wygant's riding the bull. I looked over, and you were not riding the bull. <laughs> like the bull was just go- the bull was just going. So, yeah, that's it. pretty much how it went. I didn't know that you're supposed you're supposed to ride it with, for some reason, a one hand one hand on the rope is easier than two. Like I figured, two hands better grip, right? No, um, yeah, one hand. Like, haven't you ever seen eight seconds, man? Come on. I, the guy that got on there next next did, held on for quite some time, and then I did have some flashbacks to Luke Perry in eight seconds. I'm like, oh yeah, the one hand kind of mm-hmm. limp wristedly dangling, but somehow looking masculine because you're holding onto a bull. Yeah. <sighs> Um, did you have one of those orange wristbands, Wygant? Uh, what was that for? Did you know there was a secret room that only allowed or- people with orange wristbands in it? I don't know what was going no. on in that room, but I heard it was awesome. Wow. No, I didn't even know this. It was a Racer X party. Why didn't, why didn't we have orange wristbands? We were Racer X people. Well, I got to the Racer X party and asked the Racer X people who were already there, and they are like, screw that party, we're elsewhere. And I'm like, what? What? Yeah. We, we yeah. are hosting. Like, I need to get Carl Stone in. We have to shoot pictures. We have to cover this in the magazine. What do you mean we're not there? So, <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> typical. Yeah, yeah, very very strange. Um, I just wanted an orange wristband. So, my co-host, Kenny Watson, was in charge of them and claims that he had none. But, I don't know. I saw a lot of them out there. I'm just going to close the, the party uh, edition of this podcast by just saying, if they do go back to New Orleans and I – have to wonder if they'll go back next year, but I can bet you within the next five they'll just try it again. It's happened before. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a fan and you want to just bro down with some riders, go to that race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll be able to talk that's to a advice. lot of. You'll be able to talk to a lot of them. Yes, that's my advice. Right, right. Um, Free. Ping, you raced New Orleans ever? Have Chad Reed spit on you because he's so as he talks because he's whiskeyed up, um, screaming in your about. face. Ping, you ever raced New Orleans? Nah. No, never did. They didn't go there back in my day. Yeah, they did. We went there, uh, we started in 98, and we went to, yeah, like, they were east. 01. Well, yeah, but he claimed it. it I don't know, maybe right. I did East Coast in 97. That was the only year, so. Oh, no, 97 East Coast? You did 97 East Coast? Oh. Yeah. Daytona. Yeah. Mm. Quite a year that year, 97 East Coast. Yeah. Yep. Got, yep. Memories. Got, Guy from Florida standing on the top of the box when it was all said and done. Oh, boy. Um, dominating the series. Dominating. Uh, Justin Barsha, uh, definitely his worst race of the year. But, why well, again, you, I didn't talk to him, but you did, and he just said he was worried about the title, huh? I was really surprised by that. Like, I really just thought he's the least likely guy, especially with a gigantic points lead. Um, and Wharton, who was uh, one of the guys he had to worry about. Wharton was way back. He crashed early. So basically, it was a foregone conclusion. I was really surprised. He was—he said he was super nervous. He so just an arm pump, and then guys were running it in on him. And I said, I don't think uh, you're Justin Barsha. I don't think you have a right to complain about guys running it in on you. And he's like, Yeah, I know. I normally like that, but I was just too nervous, man. I, I just couldn't take it. Guys were just running it inside of me, and I was getting scared. I just I was really surprised to hear him say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Roxon was fast all day. I really thought we were going to see a Roxon Barsha battle. And he just got arm pump, he said. He was moving up front. He started like sixth or seventh, moved to the third spot, I think, and looked looked great, looked like it was coming on, and then he just went backwards. Bad race for for Kenny Rocks. Is Kenny healthy? Is he like 100%? Is he there? Is he like fit? Is I mean, it, it, I, I feel like Ken Rockson was better last year. I do too. I do too. I'm not sure. 
Not sure what's going on. What what's happening? Yeah, because even the one he did get a win this year, but I mean, we <laughs> Barsha had that one. Yeah, yeah. He's riding a three fifty uh, at the next two races. So, Ping, is that three fifty any good? How's the starts going to be, <laughs> Ping? Well, when I did some starts, <laughs> who you always say it is, and it's not the right version. Me, Tyler Keith. Me and oh. me, me and Chris Kiefer battle did starts. <laughs> um, you know who actually it was? It was Bryce Valley. Oh, Bryce. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's who did that shootout with us. Um, oh, Bryce in the hospital doing, with broken everything. <laughs> that's the. Is that the diagnosis? Broken yeah, everything? The doctor started to fill everything out. He's like, just everything. <laughs> what happened? How did he crash? Oh, man. This is, there's like a blind triple that was sort of like at an angle. You kind of had to jump at a little angle. And he he kind of was coming up to it and got like got a little swap. So he backed out of it, but he kind of went off the track and fell. And the crash itself wasn't bad. I think he was fine. But it was blind, and it was the first lap of a moto. And so everyone came over and just. He got landed right on top of a Mike, few times. Michael Lessie, Red Bud style. Yeah, but 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 guys were landing on him, not just running him over, like landing on him. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, uh, there's, there's a video up of it on YouTube. Is there? Oh. And uh, Schmoke, Dylan Schmoke, is that you know who that is? Uh, race, KTM amateur kid. Yeah, racing Canada last year. I mean, landed one of the uh, Budman's guys, just right on him. Yeah, Budman's guy. Yeah, just crushed yeah. him. You know, not, not intentionally. No, yeah, of course not. Um, it's just gross when you watch it. Was there a Ricky Renner of the bunch where it was all over, it was all calm, the body was limp, and just one more finishing blow at Ala <laughs> Michael Essie? Do, do you guys remember that? Ricky comes by 45 seconds later. <laughs> it was probably 10 <laughs> seconds later. Everyone was screaming. It was on YouTube. It was all over. And here comes a Kawasaki <laughs> to just, just in case – in case there was anything left. <laughs> oh, it was I mean, I don't mean to make light of it, but it was just like, oh no. Ricky Renner. Um anyways, uh Speaking of Ricky Renner, speaking of vital people pumped. Oh, vital, very happy. Did you make the main? Oh god, no. Made the night show. No. Oh. no made the night show. Thirty ninth fastest. So he made the night show, so good props to him on that. And uh so how what's how fast? Ninth? Thirty ninth. Oh, 39th. Oh. So, um, mm. this just in. 125 two-strokes aren't competitive. Yeah, a lot of fun, though. Yeah. Yeah. No, they could be. But if not. only a lot of fun paid the bills. Yeah, exactly. If only you could deposit that in your bank. Oh, yes, I would like to deposit this check and also a bunch of fun. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'd like to put a large deposit of fun into my Swiss bank account, please. Uh, yeah, Ricky Renner didn't couldn't do it this weekend, and, and I mean, don't get me started on that. Just don't get me don't okay, don't get me going. Talk about it. Uh, a couple things I want to bring up in the lights class. Uh, Malcolm Stewart. Uh, props uh, to him for getting up and getting back into the race because that was a horrible crash. Oh God. And he was on the move. Mookie was going to the front. Yeah, we finally saw Mookie Fever finally hit. We finally saw what we expected to see all the time, and even with the crash. That was almost what you expected. Like, crazy speed, Kenny put it together. This year's almost been the opposite. Mm-hmm. Uh, until then, that, that's the Mookie we, 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 we know and love. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was fun to watch. Bring it into the whoops hot and then grenade. That's uh, the one. That's, that's the one like, we all love. Through. He went through all those guys. Like, he passed. Dude. He passed his way into second. Like, he was going faster. Mookie Fever than, was back. Yeah, Baggett and Bogle and, and Roxon and Barsha. He passed all those guys. Yeah. It's all. It's awesome. I can't yeah. believe he got up and got back in the race. When is it going to happen? When are the Stewarts just going to go? Let's just start our own team. James and Malcolm ride whatever bikes they want to ride. Get the sponsors they want and just go do it. Yeah, I don't know. Someone tell it's me like that it's further away. Last year, everyone thought that was going to happen for sure. It's like it's actually further away from happening now for whatever reason. Someone told me that Malcolm was 190 pounds, and then last night JT said he's heavier than that. Um, Whoa. He needs to get out of that class if he's 190 pounds. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, 40 of it is hair, but still. <laughs> um, what, another thing I want to bring up, Alex Martin, hole shotting. 
I believe, from the LCQ. Did he not have to go to the LCQ? Yeah, he came all the way from the outside. And it wasn't, I don't think that first turn was set up to really make that easy on you either. 1110 mods. CRF yeah. 250. Pulling the hole. Spend the money, somebody. Tear them down. They, they already got torn down, I think. <sighs> oh, really? Right. Yeah, well. I think they got torn down, just randomly torn down after a race at uh, some point. Not I think they randomly get torn down because a lot of times they're fixed. They're you know they're broken, so they have to <laughs> randomly turn them. Anyway. Hey, we got hey AMA guy. We got it halfway down already. You want to just come over? <laughs> I don't know if you can even tell what this piston was when it started. Yeah, let's take all the pieces. And see if we yeah, can. If you can find all the pieces, you can measure the boring stroke if you want. Uh, um, Chad Sander there, the owner operator of eleven ten. Doing well. Yeah, I'm just I kidding. I don't think they're cheating either. No, uh, yeah, please clarify. They've that. actually, those guys have done pretty well. I, I mean, the last couple of years, their guys have been, you know. Yeah, they got Filthy Phil. Well. Filthy Phil got, got 10th. I don't know what happened to Jeff Gibson. He hasn't been in the last couple, I don't think. Or was it the last one? I don't know. It is strange. They're doing so well now. Um, why don't you hear any rumors of – a team leaning on them or using, you know what I mean? Like they're still just the privateer group. They're still in a black box um, van with no stickers. Yeah. I'm surprised that you haven't heard any team saying like, we're going to go to them with their engines or I don't know if they're at the level they could start, you know, yeah. running a true support team at this point yet. They're in Pennsylvania. That kind of makes it tough, but yeah, like everyone should be running their stuff. If you don't have to run something else. One thing I wouldn't look for Chad Sander and Dave Osterman to form any unions any team, any, you know, to team up at all. Because years ago when Santa worked at Yamaha Troy, he told me he wanted to light Dave on fire. So I wouldn't look for that to happen so much. No. 2 Motorsports is not going to be like no, I 2 2 I wouldn't look for 2 2 with a lot, of, a lot of other numbers in there. Uh, so I wouldn't look for that to happen, but maybe something else. But Santa and Osterman are not going to team up anytime soon. But what happened to Martin? He, he did go whole shot lead and then – DNF, right? Did he crash out, or were there bike problems? I don't know. I think he crashed. I don't know. Yeah. Hard to say. He's something when he he's so small when he crashes you can't find him. You know, where where'd he go? True. Where'd he go? Um, Steve, uh, don't you think that was a good lights race? Yet at the same time you didn't leave saying, "Man, was that a good lights race?" Yeah, it was. I mean, maybe Ping's right to a point where he said that. What'd you say, Ping? We Bourbon Street got to us, and we saw too many lights races or something. I, I don't know, too many races. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it uh, it was all right. It was good. Yeah, it was whatever. I mean, I was really cold in the press box, and <laughs> there's no crowd there, and we were really high. And wh- I kept wondering, asking why the Saints retired Archie Manning's number. He's terrible. Um. I kept looking at his banner going, why would they do that? Why would they do that? The guy had a career record of like 12 and 40. That's a perfectly good number. Let someone use it. Yeah. No, exactly. So, I don't know. I just wasn't uh, wasn't feeling it, I guess. It was all right, though. You know? That's what I'm saying. The, the atmosphere somehow sapped enthusiasm for the race. The race was not judged on the race's own merits. There were other factors. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. It was freezing cold in the press box. We, we, we come into the press box about 10 in the morning, and I see Dave Prater in there. I'm like, why is it so cold? And Dave pretty much runs the show. And he's like, they told us that it's warm outside. If we turn the air conditioner down, it'll get hot in the building. And then once it's hot, you can't bring it back. And they said once all the fans show up, that'll warm it up. Well, that was the problem. <laughs> we need <laughs> That's your problem right there. Yeah, we, yeah. Need, we needed no, more fans. No fans. Um, yeah, anything else? Uh, so the, the race left in the the only race left to watch in the 450 class is Millsaps and Brayton, who are only five points apart for second in the series. That well, would be like, I mean, you're really grasping for any storylines here. Apparently, at all the Dunge is coming back. He is the Dunge. Yeah, that's the yeah. rumor. That's what Roger told somebody who I would trust to tell me. Like, somebody. Uh, Roger told somebody. Well, then that throws him in the mix. Can he earn enough points to stay ahead of Millsaps or get back ahead of Millsaps and Brayton? I don't want to say it was Steve Cox because I definitely would not trust crazy Steve Cox, but it was somebody like that that Roger told somebody. So, uh, I think if Dunge comes back, he gets second in the points. I think he's 10 back and he's three races left. So, Dunge will go 2-2-2-2 or whatever, 2-2-2. So. 
He's 14 points behind Millsaps. Dunges? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but Millsaps had a sixth this weekend. It's not, you know, these guys, you know, you can make up a couple extra points here and there. Yeah. With just circumstances. Hey, uh. Not just, just gonna finish and then order in every race. Well, again, what do you think of the, uh, the, um, Chiz Van Halen introduction again? It's really well done. It like, is. Really well done. Yes, it is. It's really. The, it's two different Van Halen songs combined into one, and it's like the the transition from one to the other is like this perfect between his video and the moment you first see him. And then the I think bomb, it was really well yeah. executed. And the bombs going yeah. off, and then the new song. Yeah, no, it's, mm-hmm. it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, good choice. Whoever selected those songs. Yeah, good job to that. Um, mm-hmm. That guy knows his music. Yes, he does. Okay, well, actually, we do have a 250 West series that's going to be exciting. You know, Eli Tomac and Dean Wilson are going to go at it here for the next three races to determine who's going to be the champ. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah, and Cole Seeley, I think, is only back 14. Yeah, anyway, uh, so, so Tomac and Wilson are going to go at it here. So for the, you know. For oh, the, wow. I, well, I mean, he's 14 back. He's got to leapfrog two guys. It's true. You know. It's true. You're probably right. He's 15 points behind Dean. That's uh, probably not going to come back but yeah who's it gonna be wilson or tomac those two are close enough that yeah i mean anything can happen it's three points i think tomac's three back two points two points um so even if this was the last round it would be a winner takes it yeah it would be a winner's take all yes it would type of scenario Mm -hmm. uh i don't know i don't know who's gonna take it i i can't make a call I need to I need to see Seattle. I need to see Seattle, Salt Lake, and Vegas, and then I can tell you. <laughs> I don't even rem- I don't remember what those two guys look like. It's been so long, so I need to see them again and and deal with that. All right. Uh, you know you know what was really cool. I saw Dean the other day out at Paula riding, and you just don't. I just started thinking when you see this, and I don't. I can't remember seeing this ever, really, in a, in a long, long time. Dean was out riding with his dad. Mm-hmm. Like, his dad was riding also, right. you know? Yep. When does that happen? Like, kids, guys at his age, at his level, who do you know that whose dad goes out and rides with him? Dude, Dean, my buddy Kyle Beaton stays with Dean, and Dean and his dad wrestle all the time. I guess, you know, like, they tell each other to F off, they rag on each other, and then they get mad at each other, and they full-on wrestle on the living room floor. And so, I mean, like, when I'm, I mean, when I'm 18, I'm not wrestling my dad. I'm sorry. I just, I didn't do it. I stopped when I was about six. So, they're tight. It's good to see. This is an yeah, example. I think it's yeah. cool. Yeah. I, I don't think, uh, I don't think, I just think it's cool. You don't see it very often. I like how uh, last year Andy, Dean's dad, didn't come to some nationals because he wasn't on the team. Him and Dean would get in a fight, and then Dean didn't like what he had to say, so then Andy would stay home in protest, so he wasn't on the team. So if he showed up, you'd be like, oh, you're, on the, you're on the team this week? He'd be like, yep, yep, I'm on the team. And uh, so whenever Andy wasn't there, it meant that him and Dean had a fight, and he was kicked off the team. It's pretty funny. It was an ongoing subplot. I think he missed three races due to being off the team. So, but it's good that they have a relationship like that for sure. So they're all joking about it. But uh, okay, guys. Well, hey, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on, Ping. Good to have you back on the show. Sorry about Ben. Very sorry. Good to be back. Yeah, really sorry. You know, um, I don't know what to say. Sinead said it all. Yeah, just it's just best to be quiet and let Sinead say it all. Thanks, guys. See you next week. See ya.
Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200-episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.